All right, Investor Thrive Nation, how's it going? I got David Richter over here, the author of Profit First Real Estate Investing. So guys, I'm interviewing him because he's in my mastermind that I just joined and he is the man. He's got this awesome book. And for people that don't know what it is, I brought him on so he could explain it, tell us about his journey, what got him into real estate and, you know, kind of give us the deets. Go to InvestorThrive.com right now to check out some of our free training on how you can make money as a real estate investor or schedule a time with me so we can chat about our mastermind mentorship and how we can help you learn how to wholesale nationwide and grow your business. I read Rich Dad Poor Dad in college. That's what got me, unlocked my mindset. You know, that was the thing that got me propelled into the real estate world. So that was about 10 years ago, 10 or 11 years ago now, read that in college. And then I started buying real estate, which was awesome. Then joined a company that was doing like five deals a month. We scaled it up to about 30 deals a month of like fix and flip, wholesale, wholetail, you know, turnkey, oh. burr release options, rentals, like we were doing everything and anything in the real estate world. I got some really unique perspective there because I got to sit in a lot of the different seats, you know, in acquisitions, sales, dispositions, property management, project management. And had I got you everywhere? Do, yeah, like, yeah, I was in all those different seats and, you know, like in the business and we were in five different states. It was a, it was a big operation. One of the last seats I sat in though was the finance seat. Once I sat there, like I had no financial training or background, which I know sounds yeah. funny since I wrote Profit First for Real Estate Investing, but we'll get to that. So I had no formal training on accounting or finance, but I did. I applied myself and with the CPA, would sit down with them like and just try and consume and get everything that I needed to know on the numbers. Then once it clicked for me, I was like, oh my gosh, I can like I can read the story of the business through the numbers here. Like I understand what the profit and loss means and what these numbers mean. And it was horrible when I looked at this business Ooh, <laughs> because no, it was like, we're me. doing 30 deals a month, which sounds super sexy. But at I, the end of the day, like we were spending just as much as we were making. And it's like, so I've seen that at the high level like that. And I've seen investors who are doing like one deal or two deals a month. And it's they're at that level as well. So through a series of events, I sold all my properties. I had built up a little portfolio, got to start working with another investor in the Richmond, Virginia area, moved across the country from where I was. And we started uh, investing there and became a partner with him. And one of the first things we did was like help him with his numbers, cleaned everything up, got in there and like made sure that he could know exactly where he stood financially. This also yeah. uncovered like hundreds of thousands of dollars that were like hidden in his books of that he could capture back because he had no idea where all his money was, where his cash was. Turns out he had like 70% equity in a lot of these deals, you know, because really? he had poured a lot of his money into it. And he was like, yeah, I'll take some of that out. So he was able to capture about 400 grand, put it in his bank account and then start buying other real estate and like doing the things that he wanted to do. That to me was like, a light bulb moment because he looked at me and said, now that I know exactly what I'm spending, exactly what I'm making, and I put cash in my pocket, like this has been life changing. To me, that was the light bulb moment to say like, okay, I got to help people with this. Like if I can just let people know what the numbers can unlock for them, like that is huge. I've seen it happen now, you know, several times. And so I did, I called a mentor, mentor told me like, Hey, have you read Profit First? You should think about reading that, you know, as a framework. So yeah. I read it that evening, like downloaded it, 
took 10 pages of notes, says, I love this. And then opened my business, Simple CFO, you know, like poured all the money that I still had in my bank accounts and poured it into this business to be able to bring this message, like, and to help people implement profit first. That's where the book was born from. Cause after like a year of having my business and actually implementing the system and seeing it work with real investors and seeing their returns from implementing the profit first system, that's when I went to Mike McCallowitz, the original author, and said, I, I want to write the real estate investing version because. I've got the unique perspective of like doing over 850 deals. Oh yeah, you've I, done it. I right, I've done it. So I want to write about it to be able to give people like, hey, you don't have to be the finance person to get this concept. You don't have to be the you know the accounting person. You just have to be an entrepreneur who wants to keep more money in their actual pocket, like not some tax evasion type stuff or any of that. It's yeah. like how to just freaking manage and, and control every dollar in your business. And that's where Profit First for Real Estate Investing was born. And that's why I like the system. It's built for entrepreneurs. It's built for the real estate investor. It's built for people to be able to say, I know where every dollar is going in my business because we're fed the BS line and the BS formula of like mm -hmm. sales minus expenses equals profit. Meaning I make a sale, I pay everyone else and their mother and what I have left over. Hopefully I get something left over. That's wow. how we live as yeah. entrepreneurs and investors. Like we live broke, you know, all the time. We just love that. We, yeah, we bro. think we're risky and we think we're, it's like this badge of honor, but it's like you're living on the edge all the time and one deal could put you out of business. And it's like, that's not where I want you. I don't want you thinking you're reinvesting every dollar when all that's code for is like, I'm just going to pile my expenses up and hopefully I don't get burned and hopefully the deal, as long as the deals keep coming in, we'll be okay. You know, it's like, just crazy. take a breath, like slow down. Like this is what we need to learn, the fundamentals of business, which I was just at an event and someone else put it a different way and I love how they put it. Like we think we're in the real estate game, right? Like we get into the real estate investing and we're like, oh, we're, we're awesome at wholesaling or fixing and flipping or buying the rentals or doing the deals, but you're not in the real estate game. You're in the game of money. You money the, real estate is your vehicle. There's yeah. lots of vehicles. There's lots of different types of businesses out there. Literally thousands of different just types of businesses, but you chose real estate as your vehicle to get money. And if you, even if you have hangups, like from the past of like, I don't think, you know, like, no, it's not about the money. It's about the impact and the people I can do. Yes, it is all about all that, but that's your why. That's your why. Mm -hmm. That's not the purpose of the business. The purpose of the business is to produce a profit. That yeah. is the sole purpose of it. But a lot of people think they're in real estate, but they think, but they're not thinking I, I'm actually playing the game of money. And I need to know the rules of the game. I need to know how, what, what I can do, what I can't do, and how it flows through, you know, like my, my hands and how I make sure that I keep it active inside of my business. And a lot of people don't think that way. So that's why we get yeah. mired in that mindset and start paying everyone else because we're just like, oh, as long as I can keep buying deals, but it's not about the buying of deals. It's about making sure you have a profitable business that you're running. That's why I like profit first the the formula and the you know the brain space up here where it says and it flips the it flips the formula on its head it's sales minus profit equals expenses that's the profit first formula i make a sale i take my profit first and then what's left over is the expenses for the business Love and it. it's making sure to focus on the right things first what is so the that, profit by the way isn't it like 10% 
<laughs> what is the problem? It depends. Like depends you just ask the lawyer right? question because it depends on how big you are. What I tell people is you need to start with wherever you are. If you're already in the game, the real estate, you know, the real estate vehicle, then you need to see where are you right now. Mm. Do you even have ten percent of profit? Like, yeah. do, can you start at one percent? If yeah. you're just getting into it. Then you can say, you can kind of manipulate those percentages up front and say, no, I'm going to always have 10% no matter what, and just put that stake in the ground, you know, like to be healthy from the beginning. But if you're already in real estate, you might not be able to start as is high that, as 10%. Is that what you've seen is healthy? Just put the stake in the ground and, and don't don't move it? Just well, I would case. say at least 10%, yes. Like when you first start though, because in the book, in the book, Profit First for Real Estate Investing, I give the different levels of businesses and depending on which level you are like how much revenue you're making mm -hmm. is the different percentages you should be at you know like yeah. as targets not that you should be there today but something that you should be aiming for so like on the lowest level like if you just started your business zero to two hundred fifty thousand in top line revenue and bringing in actual income mm -hmm. then you want to make sure that you're doing five percent to profit 50% to your owner's pay, you know, 15% to taxes, and then the rest of it, 30% to your operational expenses. So like, that's the breakdown, but we're, I want to get to the core meat of what profit first is, because what I've told you a lot up to this point, besides the percentages, that mindset that we've been talking about and the formula and that, you know, like what I was talking about there is all up here. It's all in the, the, the brain space that you have to, it's between your ears, right? And we have to figure that out first because what I'm going to teach you, this next step that will totally revolutionize your business is, is the product of that mindset becoming a habit of yeah. who you are. That so habit. how do we how do we create that habit? So what system do we put into place? And I just had Nathan on my podcast, the Profit First RII podcast, and he said like one of the things you had mentioned was at the beginning of your business, like having the one big bank account. Yeah, you know, where, where everything it. goes in, right? Mm -hmm. And that's where I see that all the time in the real estate investing and just entrepreneurs in general. We work with all different types of businesses, and that's where a lot of people just have the one bank account where everything goes in to, everything comes out from, and it's like you're tossing a cash salad. You know, yes, it's like just brother, all yeah. the time, like throw some money over here for this, throw some money over there for that. Ooh, I got a new deal in. Good. I can spend it over here. And we're always just the money's coming in and out. You don't know what money in that pot is for you or for the IRS or like to pay your people or to be able to on your projects. It's like, what the heck is going on? Yeah, that's where we have to leverage what we're already doing. You as an entrepreneur, look at your bank accounts way more than a financial system because we're not numbers people. Like mm -hmm. I even mentioned, like when I first got into this, I'm not, a, I was not an accounting, an accountant or even like that side. I still don't love it. I still don't love like, Ooh, I'm this big numbers person. All everyone always says, Oh, David's a numbers person. What I love is seeing the light bulb go on and say, Hey, this is where you can create the habit of profitability. So you, you, I already know you're not the numbers person. So you're going to be looking at your bank accounts and picking up your phone and like logging into your apps, you know, like the yep. banking apps a whole lot more than you would some type of financial software. So we need to leverage that because if you have one account, you have no control. If you have multiple accounts, you can control what goes in those accounts and name those accounts to be intentional with every dollar to say, this is what this bank account is for. I'm going to be intentional about it. So that's where I suggest setting up bank accounts, kind of like the envelope system. Like Dave Ramsey talks about that. Exactly. It's like the modernized 
envelope system for you know for business it's like business finance 101 just to get in place something for the entrepreneur the owner to be able to understand where the money's going and so there's three accounts that I open up right away with every business that we work with that I call the golden trio of accounts, which I write about yep. in the book, but I call it the golden trio because I like Harry Potter and Star Wars, these big epic saga stories, right? Yeah, Where they always yeah. have three main heroes, like Lord Luke of the Rings, Leia, right? Lord of the Rings, but that one's a little different because these two, Harry Potter and Star Wars, have three main heroes all the time. Mm -hmm. Harry, Ron, Hermione, Luke, Han, Leia, depending on which trilogy you're in, you know, like they always have the three main characters always pushing the story forward for good, yeah. making sure good wins in the end. Well, your business and your life is your epic saga. Like you are living it out right now and you need to be able to win in the end. You need to make sure that someone is and something is always pushing you forward. So these three bank accounts are for you, the owner, to make sure you're taken care of and that the business is healthy. Those Where three are accounts are profit, number one, owner's comp or owner's pay, okay. number two, then number three, owner's tax account. So those are the three accounts to set up first to separate out from the other money. And what's the difference between owner's pay and profit? I always get asked that question, so I'm just going to head it off here. Profit is the icing on the cake. It is the reward for you for having a profitable business, for you know, trading 40 hours working for someone else to 80 hours working for yourself. It's the late nights. It's the blood, sweat, tears. It's that making sure that you are getting a return on your business, on the investment of your business of starting it. So there's two functions though of the profit account. One is to take up to 50% out of that account every single quarter and do mm -hmm. whatever the heck you want with it because that is your money. Now profit is not just something a CPA tells you at the end of the year, some fictional number that they tell you on some profit and loss, it's actual dollars in your bank account and being able to take that out. The second function though of that profit account is to wipe out debt that is keeping you up at night. If you have debt, bad debt, consumer debt, whatever it might be that's just like, oh my gosh, I got to get this off my plate, use up to 99% of that on a monthly basis, the profit account, to start just hammering that debt down. So that it. way you can you can you know get that out of your life and then every dollar, once that's all done, goes back into the profit account. So that's the profit owner's comp or owner's pay is to make sure to get you out of your real estate rat race. Like if you're in the real estate rat race right now, just living deal to deal, circling, you know, like running like a dog chasing its tail, then that account will help you know, like if I need $5,000 a month to live or $10,000 a month for my lifestyle, once I start filling up the owner's comp account on a monthly basis with that amount, I can either quit my W-2 job or like I know that my business is fully supporting me and I don't have to worry if I'm consistently bringing in the money that I need to live as the owner, that helps me know that I'm getting out of my rat race and helping me to get to you know financial freedom, the why we even got into the business in the first place. So right. that one I would take out on a weekly, bi-weekly or monthly basis from the owner's pay because that is for you, the work you do in the business. You should be compensated for that, for the work you're doing as the best employee of the business. Owner's tax is real easy though. That one's just to pay the taxes at the end of the year, making sure your business is paying the taxes instead of you dipping into your savings to bring to the table, you know, and pay your business's taxes from your personal life. So that's like saving from each deal 
on that from that account. But those are the three that I always recommend people set up first. And there's a whole bunch of other accounts. Then it starts looking like the Lord of the Rings. Then you've got the whole fellowship. You know, you've got the uh, all the other ones. If we're just going to stay on the geek track here, you know, it's like yeah, then it becomes that. like that. And you can have other ones. And there's other ones that I recommend. But those are the three that will help the owner the most with that. Yeah. So let me ask you a question. I just opened up a bank account for Investor Drive because I was using the one for yeah. uh, for my business, my real estate business. So. Let's, I just did it so I could go back in there and say, look, open me up Wells Fargo, open me up a savings account or, or checking account. Do you care? Does it matter if it's checking or savings? No, I really don't care. Mike has more preferences than I do on that. I like checking accounts just to make it accessible. Okay. So let's say I go in there today and I say, look, I just opened up the investor type bank account. I need a profit account. Well, I, basically, I need three savings or three checking accounts, correct? Yeah, three checking accounts. And then is there another account uh, on top of that, that the money, like the money goes into like, so there is another one. So I don't want to overwhelm people too much, but I like the the income account. It's called the income Income. account, which I like to also call it the control account, because this is the account that you open up where all the money goes into and it sits there until you transfer it to those other accounts. Meaning now you get to see all the money that's flowing into your business and then you get to push it out and be very intentional with every dollar. So that way it's not just this hodgepodge mess of like money's going in, money's going out. That account, the only things that should come out of that are transfers that you direct. Nothing okay. should be auto-drafted from the income account. So it's it should not, all it's be not going an in there. Account. It's not to exactly. pay employees or anything. So it looks Nothing. like we have the income, everything comes out, you allocate it, profit first, owner's comp. And you got taxes and then you have an expenses account. Where the that stuff- one, you already have the bad guy of your business. I mean, he was already there when you first started. The stuff that you were already setting up to have automatic payments go out. So those are the five fundamental accounts because that uh, fifth one is that OPEX account, the operational expenses of the business because you already, a lot of people already have that one in place because that's, that's where they're the all bad, That's the one that everyone hates. Uh, exactly. Okay. So yeah. when I started the bank account, Investor Thrive, that Investor Thrive one that's there is the one, the bad bad guy. Exactly. Already. It's, it's the bad there. guy already. So yeah. I need I need to go take action because I told yeah. you I take action, brother. Yeah. I don't mess yes, around. Indeed. I'm going to go open up four accounts, get the income, that the when you tell like if you have an incoming trans money gets paid into that and then you yeah. allocate it to the bad boy account yeah the, the profit owner's comp and owner's tax yeah exactly and then if you pick up the book you can get like the targets for where you should be depending on the size of your business meaning that doesn't mean you hit the targets when you first like start the system you just try and get as close as to those percentages as you move along in the businesses as you start setting up this system because everyone always asks what percentages should I be at well there's good targets in the book but start with where you are like you you if you're at 80% opex you're not going to go to from 80 to 40 without a huge structural change in your business that's so it's extremely like, useful i mean yeah. if you have like benchmarks then people will be like hey I'm, you know i'm doing decent because that's interesting yeah. you said that you were doing that company was doing 30 deals a month but they were freaking they sucked like they, yeah. they weren't doing very well that blows your mind right because you would right. you would look on social media you know all these influencers and if you heard 30 you'd be like oh my gosh that right. guy's that they're amazing yeah who cares if you ain't making any money if you're not making money exactly and that's why i that's why we have this business that's why this message that's why i feel like it's the mission to get this out there because like especially in today's world where we don't know what real estate you know like the with interest rates just keeping climbing and climbing and climbing it's like 
Where is the where is real estate headed? And if you have this internally and you know that for every dollar I bring in, I'm keeping at least 30% of it across these three accounts. You know, like I'm keeping that if you keep that habit up, like you're going to have the reserves, you're going to be able to like weather the storms that other people won't be able to weather. You'll have you'll have confidence when other people are cowering in fear. You know, it's like you be able to spring on those opportunities versus saying like, "Oh shoot, that deal just didn't close because the buyer backed out because they're not buying anymore, you know, because of the the interest rates or whatever." So it's like having this type of system helps you to make sure you're you're safe for today, but you're also building profitably for the future as well too. So I got a question. So yeah. is this an automatic thing that can be done through Wells Fargo or any bank account cuz I let's say I sell for example 500 calculators. Uh well, I guess it wouldn't matter right cuz I get paid through in lump sums. Yeah. But like that some people might depending on their their type of business might have a lot of transactions what they have to transfer all the time. Is that just how you have to do it? You got to transfer. So find the rhythm that works for you in real estate. We have clients that transfer literally once a quarter because they only sell like one property a quarter. Got we it. have some people that sell a property a day. So they're doing transfers every week or every other day. Okay. You know, it's like they're taking money in. Okay. How much, what are our percentages? Let's separate those out and then do it like that, but get into the rhythm that works for you. I would not do this like every single day. That would be nuts. So like if you're okay. doing this every single day, you're going to be like, Oh my gosh, this is a, a headache, a nightmare. No, let's run it like a business. Like when are the times that we're going to transfer this? What makes sense for our business to be able to transfer the amount that comes into the income account on a regular basis? And that won't tank our business. You know, like for me at the, when I first started my business, it was once a month. Now it's once a week, you know, like we've grown exponentially. And now it's like, we need to make sure that on a weekly basis, our buckets are getting filled up. So that way we know where we stand. And that's what it is with some of the real estate investors we work with depends on how often that they're closing deals or not. Do you, does it kind of mess up when you do QuickBooks and you trans, you have all these different bank accounts, does it make it difficult to manage all that? And within like a, like QuickBooks or bookkeeping software? Not at all. Like I get that question a lot. And usually it's from the bookkeepers that are like having heart attacks of like, what, five or six more accounts? What the <laughs> heck? And for us, it's just literally, it's booked as a transfer from income to these other accounts. You know, like it's just booked as one time as a transfer, which is a super easy transaction. And QuickBooks is even smart enough to know, like if you have different bank accounts, you know, set up, but they're all at the same bank or what they even say this, was this a transfer? Yes. Boom. And then it's done, you know, and, I, and it's logged in there. And then when the transactions happen, like your automatic payments come out, those will still happen like normal, you know, like from the OPEX account and still be like that. The only things that are added are those transfers to the accounts. And it's, mm -hmm. it's like what, an extra five seconds of work whenever you do the transfers. I love it, man. This is great. And like, I kind of told you, I was honest, I do this in my personal life, but never, not in my business yet. There you go. And I was like, Hey, it <laughs> all just comes, goes start. in and comes out. I'm about to start it. The good but stuff. It's kind of fresh. It is a little frustrating because in order to open up bank accounts at Wells Fargo, I, I own it with my business partner. So we both have to be there physically for them to open up a bank oh, account. Oh, yuck. So there's there's a lot of online banks that you can use as well, too. Like North One is one of the official partners of Profit First just to look into. Now, they're a newer bank. So like their technology isn't as crazy awesome as some of these other ones, you know, like a Wells Fargo or a Chase, but they do have the online banking, but they're completely 100% online where they've got the functionality when you put money into the income account, 
it actually automatically separates if you have a preset uh, percentage for each of the accounts. So oh, like you you do it in that and then it'll just split it out into the other what they call envelopes inside of there. But there's options like that. That's not the only one. There's a there's a couple others that I don't uh, think Wells Fargo well does that. Too. I don't I don't think Wells Fargo. Does I don't think percentages. so. Some of these big banks don't have that functionality. It's like it's very easy. They'll let you set up the accounts. Like even some of these bigger banks let you do it right online. Wells Fargo probably not. But where you can actually set it up and then. You know, you can see it right there online, but they don't have the automatic functions like some of these strictly online banks do. Would North One, for example, would do they do business checking? They only do business accounts. Oh, so okay. they, they're a strictly small business entrepreneur type um, bank. Cool. So I could yeah. literally just start using them if I wanted. If you wanted to, yes. You could literally open an account probably in 15 minutes on their, on their website. So tell me about your, you, so you have the book. What else don't you, do you provide a service as yeah, well? We provide a service as well. What is that the, service? The book was just to get the information and the message out there. The service is to help people actually implement and to help them be held accountable to getting more profit in their pocket. So that's what we do at Simple CFO. It's a, what we call a fractional CFO business, meaning when a lot of people think, CFO, they think ivory tower, <laughs> you know, like that is someone way on, at, you know, that I'm never going to be able to touch as an entrepreneur because like that's someone who's, we pay $250,000, $300,000 a year. I wanted to bring that type of person and give them to the investor. Like we're working with some investors that are literally doing four deals a year, you know, like, and we're doing some that are doing 400 deals a year, wow. but the fractional CFO is a fraction of the cost and a fraction of the time, meaning you're not meet, going to meet with this person on a daily basis. It's not going to be 40 hours a week because if you did, you'd be paying $300,000 a year. But it's also the, you know, like where you, it's the leadership for a business that's a smaller size because you're too small usually for a full-time CFO. But on the flip side, you're too large at any point not to have someone looking at the numbers and helping you make the best decisions strategically from the financial position. So what we do is put a financial leader on the team. I know CFO sounds scary, but what we're really doing is just putting somewhere who knows what the heck they're talking about. Remember, like if you're playing the game of money, you know, like that yeah. I was talking about, we put the players that know the game of money on your team to be able to say, here's the rules, here's what we can do, here's some of the cool stuff you could do with it to be able to make more money and keep it in your pocket. Like that's who we put on the team. And like where the CPA and the bookkeepers are more like rear view mirrors, the CFO is more like the GPS. Where are we headed? Like, let's get to that destination. This is the route we're going to take from the info that we're getting from our rear view mirror and then yeah. make sure that we're headed in the right direction. So that's what we do and what we provide at simplecfosolutions.com. Dang, bro. Look, I just had you on here to chat, but I mean, you're, I'm about to check out what you got. There you go. I, we're awesome. working with a lot of people in the mastermind just because a lot of people are great at making the money. That's why I told you the 30 deals a month, like you said, sounds sexy. It, does. it is not sexy though. If you don't know the numbers, if you, if you're not able to either pay yourself or whole pay the people work. on the team, right? It's like a whole lot of work for what you could make more at McDonald's. It's like, what the yeah. heck? Like, why do I want to kill myself for beans? You know, it's like, yeah, that's why I created beans. this thing. Well, yeah. that's crazy, man. I mean, I think about, I've talked to a lot of people in this industry that make a ton, but they don't keep a ton, right? Because their expenses are exactly. so high. But you, you basically, you're, you have a service that helps someone dedicates, someone is dedicated to go to that team, uh, yep. financial officer, right? CFO. Yep. And um, they say, hey, 
you guys suck at this. You know, you're spending a lot of money on this and it's it's something like that, right? Like something like that. We don't say that they suck. Usually they've had horrible experiences in the past with CPAs or bookkeepers or people that have talked down to them mm-hmm. or over them. And I freaking hate that. That's why I created the business too with a culture of saying, you haven't had a leader before. Let's talk about this. And like, where are you right now? And like guiding you together instead of saying, you suck at this. It's more like, let's look at what you have. Let's plan for the future of what could be better. Look, guys, live right here on Vestrotide Live. I got to set up a time because this is awesome. This is sweet. <laughs> awesome. Like, Because uh, the thing is, like, I think most if everyone's going to be pretty open and honest. And yeah. that's what I try to do on my podcast and just in life is people have a big account. Money goes in. They don't know what really happens other than money's coming out from credit cards, expenses, uh, you know, repairs from on properties. And that's just how they run the business. And I'll be honest, that's kind of like us right now. We have four flips. We got we got quite a bit of money in our account, but it's like, well, at what point is all those repairs that are going to put right. us in a bad yeah. spot? You know, because you know, you you obviously you budget, but anything can happen on a flip. Things pro- properties couldn't sell for what they want, so yeah. it would be nice to have. A fi- I mean, we're not idiots with finance, but like sure. it would be nice to have someone like you're saying that would be like, hey guys, exactly. that would that would be, that would be helpful. I think I think your product and what you're pushing. Uh, the book is is legit. What you told me right now, I mean, for any of the listeners, I'm gonna go do it. I'm gonna open up some accounts. So why wouldn't everybody here reach out to my boy, my yeah. man David? No, and I appreciate that. That's why we started it because, like you, you, you're not an idiot when it comes to money and finances. Like a lot of entrepreneurs aren't aren't stupid because yeah. they're building the business. It's just usually they don't know if an avalanche is coming and going to take them out or they don't know if there's a better way, you know, like to manage it, to know, like, or to put more in their pocket, like they're leaving money on the table literally and sending money out the door that they didn't need to send that could have gone straight to them. So it's like, stop doing that. Like stop taking, stop leaving profit on the table that you're already making and get someone in there that knows what the heck they're doing. So that way they can guide you. So you can keep doing the deals and keeping the projects moving and closing them. Yeah, I wanted to say one last thing is when yeah. you're talking about allocating money to the owner's tax account, yeah. in my mind, I was like, why Why would I do that? I've already paid for the taxes for my personal account. But then you're like, oh, have the business do it. And I'm like, wow, I didn't exactly. think that. Exactly, right? Because the business paying for the taxes. I just exactly. did it. That, that's the re- that's where it's going to come from like you're going to get deemed on your taxes because the business has been making money so if the business is making money they should be the one to you know your business should be the one paying the taxes for you the owner Amazing. to make sure you're not stressed out of like oh, i gotta pay this from my personal account that's cool that's really cool yeah like i said i've been paying and i'm like oh, i just thought that's how it was because it trickled down to me right, right? so i yeah. was like oh i'll pay it but um yeah, dude, this has been really awesome. And I think anyone that will watch or is watching will um, take a lot of value out of this. So how do we get a hold of you if we want to set up a time to learn about either sure. your book or your CFO uh, service? So the one-stop shop is simplecfo.com or simplecfosolutions.com. They both go to the same site, simplecfo.com. And there you, right in the top right-hand corner, says schedule a call with us. So that way we could see if we're the right fit or not. You know, like, are we the right fit with what we do and what we provide? There's also links at the top for the book, our podcast, like everything. That's our one-stop shop. If you go there, you can find links to the book, our podcast, other things like that as well, too. So... It's simple. Say it again. Simple. Simplecfo.com. I'm about to put it on the scroller right here. Awesome. See. We're high tech here. 
simplecfo.com. Simplecfo.com, <laughs> which it took me like two years to get that URL, you know, because someone else had it, but we got it. And that's why I wanted to make it as simple as possible. Yeah, you you get to there, haggle with them for it? One or? stop shop. No, it was actually pretty. It, once we found out who it was, the guy was really cool. So, but this is, uh, this is the one stop shop if you want to either work with us or get the book or just more info from the podcast. We got Robert Ware saying, good stuff, Nate, for bringing that that to attention. And thanks, David. Well, you thank you for right listening. Here. Go out and do something with it. You know, like, Robert, go go open an account. Like, I love that you got value from it, but, like, the best value you can give me is going out and starting those bank accounts, even in your personal life, even if you're not in real estate yet and you're thinking about it or you're in the W-2, this is a habit to create as a human being. So that way, if you lost everything, you could build it back better and bigger than before. So go out and do it even in your personal life. Yeah, man. And like I told you, in my personal life, I have, I have this all, I, awesome. I have everything split up from taxes to, um, yep. you know, health insurance to just like whatever, right. Cause your life is, it's, it's kind of like a business, but it's, yeah, there's totally. different expenses within that too. So, um, travel, my, my wife loves to travel. So we say, okay, out of everything we make, this percent goes to travel. Yep. That's awesome. So, that's exactly the same thing in the business. Exactly same thing, and I love it. I, I apply it in my personal life, so it's pretty simple, man. All I got to do is go open up some bank accounts. And again, I do not like Wells Fargo for the fact that we both have to go there, right? And, and yeah. open it up. So maybe they, I'll check out North One. And um, I don't, I don't know if there'd be issues with, if if I start using them instead of Wells Fargo. Is there like any repercussions to doing that? Not like, if you're opening business accounts. No, there's no repercussions for that. As long as they're in the name of your business and everything that you can have as many business bank accounts as you want, you're not going to get Dean for that. There's also actually, I just thought if you go to simplecfo.com forward slash gift, there's mm -hmm. a, the, if you put in your email, it sends back to you all the like different bank account or banks that we recommend. There's like a profit first bank list, you know, like that are usually easier to work with a lot of local banks in a lot of different states that we put on there. So maybe if you have a bank, you have one that you recommend on most just off the top of your head. Not really. No, because they're all over the place and I've seen great banks and I've seen people Wells Fargo say, this is awesome. I've also had people that use Wells Fargo as clients with us and say they suck. You know? So it's like, I depends on the banker you're working yeah. with too. Like a lot of those small sure. banks just want to like bend over backwards for you anyway. They're like 10 bank accounts. Sure. Like let's do it. You know? So it's like, yeah, I've had no problem with those. Yeah. I think I don't like, about, not that we don't have the money, but the Wells Fargo, they want you to have a, a balance of like 500 to a thousand. Yeah, I hate account. that. And I'm like, I'm like, why? Right. Get that. It's like, what is going on? But and I have Capital One for my personal banking, which you don't yeah. have to have anything, and it's really easy to use. But they don't do business, I don't think. Right. At least yeah, last time it I depends talked to them. Yeah. What they do. So anyway, cool, brother. Thanks for your time, man. This yeah, has been awesome, sure. and uh, I'm sure we'll get to connect way more often throughout the mastermind. And yes, uh, indeed. Yeah. For anybody, like I said. Uh, that's watching this or will watch this. We'll put his info in the description of the YouTube channel and uh, reach out to him. Simple CFO. You, it's been at the bottom of the screen. You know what to do. Just go for it. There you go. Well, thank you, Nathan. All right. Have a good one, man.